And now, ladies and gentlemen, the time has arrived. You are watching Southwest Boxing Media in association with Brixton Streetwear. Welcome to Southwest Boxing Media Speaks. Keelan here from Southwest in association with Brixton Streetwear. And please welcome, as always, my co-host on the podcast, Mr. Tommy Langford. Tommy, how's things made you well? All good, Kieran, mate. All good. Uh, yourself? Yeah, yeah, all good, mate. All good. I'm just um, just keeping my finished term. Crossed. Have you finished term now, mate? Yeah, yeah, all done, all done. Um, six weeks of summer has started, so can't yeah. complain, mate. And we're blessed with the weather at the moment as well. It's looking really good, isn't it? So, oh, it's can't beautiful. complain. It's hot, mate. <laughs> you know, mate. That's what I was going to say. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, I'm not going to pass out halfway through this podcast because. I'm in the house that I picked, which is the quietest room in house today. It happens to be the hottest room as well. I've got the window open, mate, no effect whatsoever. So I'm absolutely cooking. So, Tom, if I do sort of stop speaking and disappear, mate, I may have passed out. <laughs> right. Yeah. It sounds like you've got quite a posh understairs cupboard then. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no it's, it's definitely it's not, not that, mate. <laughs> I'd love to sell you that dream, mate, but no, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Tom, since um, obviously we didn't have a podcast last week, another busy week for both of us again, so we didn't manage mm. to get it done. Um, we're back this week, but we did miss your birthday celebrations last week. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. tell us, Tom, 21 again? Yeah, mate. No, I'm not even 21, mate. 18. Oh, there we are. Even better. 18, me. 18, mate. I've not even reached that age yet, you know. Not not reached that not reached that um, you know, milestone yet. <laughs> <laughs> Proper youthful, mate. Um tell us, Tom, what did you what did you do to celebrate? I mean, was it was it a meal with a family, sort of quiet celebrations at home or what well, did you get up to, mate? It just so happened that the day before, obviously, unfortunately, England lost, didn't they? And uh Euro I wasn't final. gonna bring it up, mate. I was gonna do that too. Let's not go back there. But <laughs> you know, so I was lucky enough that um, the like I said they said the company that I'm working for said that uh, we don't have to go in on Monday because of the foot the footy being late. Obviously, expecting everybody to have a late night and uh, was it be- was it because the the footy was late or was it because England didn't win? Was that's the question I'm asking you, Tom? It was. Good. It was cancelled before work was work was off before we even uh, before the game even started, mate. So oh, you know, enough, mate. It was just because because of the late game and uh, obviously driving down to Brighton and stuff. So they they give us the they give us the day off. But I mean, I was pretty fresh anyway because um like I was at home. It wasn't like I was away. I I wasn't away on it like watching the game. So I was just at home. I stayed up for the whole thing. My little boy like watched it gutted. But anyway, so the next day, it was quite nice. I just had a day at home. I managed to do all the stuff that I don't normally get to do. Like, got to, like, drop the kids, pick the kids up, take my little girl to ballet, take my son to swimming, you know. So I managed to do all the, all the you know, house housewifely duties or housefatherly duties, if you want to put it that way. So it was good. I think get, my wife... Getting uh, the, I mean, getting the chance to do those things, well, Tom, it is priceless, mate, doesn't it? It really is. Oh, it's, Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And, uh, you know, I think 
Leanne thought, you know, is it my birthday? Because uh, she just didn't do anything all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair play, mate. Fair play. I, I got to ask Sorry. you, Tom, just be just before we move on from um from birthdays, best birthday present ever. Now you haven't got to dob anybody in, and you know somebody will be thinking, oh well, hang on, I I bought Tommy an absolute cracker of a present. He have mentioned it. So you haven't got to name names, but just the best birthday present you've ever had off the top of your head. Uh, do you know what, mate? Like, I, I really, I really can't think. I, I'm not, I'm not. A, my family's never really been the big ones for birthdays, so yeah, I've never. I'm not, not sounding like I never got anything, but I can't. Off the top of my head, I can't really, can't really think that I got anything like. My, like monumental, do you know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. I've always had, I've always been looked after. I've always had a lot, you know, nice things. But it wasn't like it. It was their birthday presents as per se. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, is, is it is it perhaps then, Tom? What about maybe one of those one of the lads who never puts his hand in his pocket to cough up and buy a pint actually treats you to one on your birthday? Maybe it's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe one of them. Maybe one of them. I'm not. To be fair, I've not had a. I've not had a birthday drink really. Um, because yeah. obviously, because of being at home and all that, like and everything, and then and then uh, and yeah, because of COVID, not really been out and had a had a good drink up. So I, I might make up for the next couple of weekends. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be done, mate. It's got to be done. And uh, what a you know what an excuse to to make up for it as well, Tom. We got some cracking boxing to look forward to. I mean, this yeah, weekend yeah. we've we've come on to Joe Joyce and Carlos Tackham. Um, headlining the Frank Warren show this weekend. We come on to that a little bit later, Tom. But I just first, you want to ask you. Um, I spoke to Scott. We did a, an Insta live this morning. We've we discussed obviously the AJ Uzik is signed, sealed, yeah. delivered, and announced as well. Now, um, it's happening Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on the twenty fifth of September in front of a full house. Now, I said to Scott earlier, Tom. I mean, it's not quite what we all wanted as a prayer. We all wanted that you know, mega AJ Fury fight. But I think it's fair to say it's still a, a huge fight, Tom, and it's, it's certainly one to get excited about as well, isn't it? Do you know what? I'm just, I'm so glad that, that it, it's been announced, that, that something's been announced. That's that's good. You know, mm. obviously it's not AJ Fury, but that's like, a mon- but that's a monumental fight that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a dream fight, that one, really, that that's going to happen mm. for fans. So, but this fight here is a, is a I, like personally, I think this is a great, great fight. Obviously, I know Usyk is naturally the smaller guy, and that's what's going to go against him the whole way going in. I know, but in terms of in terms of like pedigree and skill and ability and everything else, I, you know, I tend to feel like this, I, I really do think this this you know he, he he could be a massive stumbling block for us to get that AJ Fury fight like. He, I, I do feel like he, he applies himself and his team apply themselves so well to formulating, um, mm. a plan and formulating a a, 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 um, a tactic to win and a tactic to win and to to beat, and they've obviously fancied this. This is the route they've gone for. This is, you know, this is the thing they've wanted the whole time. Of mm. the whole reason they moved up to heavyweight, the whole reason they've done the deals and matchroom and whatever and. Is to get this is to get this to the to the point it's at now and so I think this is a great fight I think it's a really exciting fight and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it and I'm 
I'm just like like you said, I'm really happy that something big is happening in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Because I, obviously we had disappointments, fights not happening, Wilder Fury being cancelled, various reasons for that being cancelled, you know, mm-hmm. suspicious that it's due to ticket sales and all the rest of it, people not interested and stuff, which is quite a high possibility. Although, that's on, that's on my birthday now, by the way, speaking of birthdays, that they yeah. rearranged for my birthday, Adam, so I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, that's all right then. Um, so, like, I just, I'm just so glad that the heavyweight division's still going to, it's going to keep moving, it's going to, there's something going to happen and, and and something interesting and big. It's an it's an interesting fight. It's a really interesting fight, you know. Mm. And um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I think you've got it spot on, isn't it, Larry? They talk without me saying anything. I mean, it's obviously, you know, we're expecting a, it's an interesting one, as you said. It's, you know, expecting a tough night's work for AJ, you know, against the former Cruiserweight King, Muhammad Ali Trophy winner. And, you know, he's, he's a pro, as you mentioned, he's a proper, proper fighter with, the boxing ability and tools to cause serious problems for AJ in September. So, you know, it's um, it's it's a great fight. And it's interesting you said about you know, the words I used earlier when I spoke to Scott was potential banana skin. And what I meant by that was, we we obviously still hope we can see the AJ Fury fight happen in the future. But I mean, obviously, if Uzek beats Joshua, then. That puts that is the banana skin there then. So what, what I'm gonna ask you is the same question I asked Scott earlier, Tom. Which do you see as the more potential banana skin to stopping us seeing a future AJ and Fury fight? Do you see uh, the Uzik? Do you see uh, the Wilder Fury trilogy? Which where do you stand with that, Tom? Uzik. Uzik all day, yeah. Hundred percent Uzik. I think <sighs> it seems quite I, I might be completely overestimating and over but he is he's very 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 good like he's mm. you know for and that's such a he is a naturally smaller guy for a smaller guy to be able to do what he does to heavyweights in his movement his ability his his technical approach his his tactical approach everything he brings to the table he brings way more to the table uh, that you could be nervous about facing than Wilder okay yeah. you can say he's not the same size guy so he might not punch as hard He's still going to hit hard. He's still mm. got a lot of knockouts on his no knockouts on his record. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I definitely that being the banana skin. And in fact, like, I'd go as far as to say that should he beat Joshua, should he beat Joshua, I feel like Fury would have a tougher night against Usyk than he would against Joshua. In my eyes. What what about that? What about the size or just the sheer size? I'm just the thinking, sheer size. I, I get the what you're saying, Tom. And I, I think it could be a bit of a chess match between them both because they they both move so well, you know, and the, their boxing ability is obviously second to none. But it's just I'm just looking at them now. I'm thinking in my head of them standing in the ring together. You know, it's just size of Fury. I think would be difficult then for for Uzek, wouldn't it? I mean, the size the size thing's going to be a big problem no matter who he faces. The top guys are all six foot six, six foot seven. You know, what's Fury six nine? Do you know what I mean? They're enormous. They they're, they're monsters. Who's so, six three? Any six three? Who's yeah? So you yeah. know, he is. You know, he's giving away a few inches, but and it's the natural weight and the natural size he's giving away. So it's all no matter who he faces in that heavyweight division in the top bracket, they're always going to be. That is the that is the obstacle that. He's going to have to overcome overcome time and time again. But if he overcomes that size difference once, you know, there's, there's more belief that he might do it again. But, I mean, they're obviously Fury and Joshua are very, very different fighters and you'd fight a completely different fight 
if you're mm. fighting the pair, you know, if you're fighting the two of them. So it's hard to judge who he'd, you know, I, I just, I, I really do feel like this could be, uh, uh, you know, when you look at the, when you, when you look at the fact that Joshua lost to Ruiz. Yeah. Ruiz? Yeah. Yeah, I Andy mean, Ruiz, yeah, yeah. Andy Ruiz, I got the name right. I thought, you know, <laughs> then you look at the, that fact and, okay, Ruiz is a back, can punch hard and he's, he's very, very, he's heavy. But he's, you know, he's a short guy. He's not a big guy. Mm. You know, and you'd say that, you know, he's lost to him. And I, it's, I know it's very different fights, different fights, different tactics, different things. And he might not present the same dangers as Ruiz in one sense, but he definitely, he definitely presents more problems than Ruiz in other ways. You know, in terms in boxing and ta- tactical approaches and all the rest of it. So, I think this is this is a potentially a real, real big banana skin for uh, there's uh, there's there's real there's real chance of Joshua losing this in my mind. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I I think you know you know obviously you know so many people that know their boxing. I I think they're saying exactly the same thing as what you were saying, Tommy. You know, it's it'd be interesting to see what the odds the odds are. I am looked at the odds. But it will be interesting to see what they are because I wouldn't put Joshua as an overwhelming favourite by any stretch of imagination. He will be the favourite, and rightly so. You know, he's carrying those belts. Um, we've seen, you know, a different Anthony Joshua fairly recently. I think it's fair to say since yeah. Angel Fernandez joined the camp. You know, he made he definitely adapted as he needed to in the second Ruiz fight. He needed to change something for that fight. He couldn't stand in front of him again because it would have probably gone the same way. Yeah. And whereas people sort of criticised that performance, Anthony Joshua, I was one of the ones that I thought it was very impressive. And I thought, you know, it wasn't the most pleasing on the eye. Yeah, I get that. But he, he just executed what he needed to do perfectly. So, well, it's a... Go on, sorry, go on. No, go on, Tom. Mate. You go on, you jump in, mate. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It, no, you go, mate. Well, fine. When, you, when, you, uh, when you look at it, like you said, it's, a, it's, a ta- it's more of a safety-first tactical performance, isn't it? Mm. The last 100%. one gets through, and and it, uh, if you if you look back at uh, Joshua's Joshua's fights, ever since the Klitschko fight where he got rocked hard in that fight, okay, he went on and won it. If you look at his fights after that, he became a lot more Klitschko like, a lot more yeah. Klitschko-esque in his performances. Jab, mm. jab, 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 bang the right hand in. You know, very safety first. Obviously, he lost to Ruiz, which was a big, big upset. And I think there was more things going on there than just, you know, than than he just got it. Then it just then it just went bad. I think there was there was he had uh, no one knows did they really? But there was plenty of rumours circulating, wasn't it about that? Yeah, I I definitely think he wasn't right for that fight anyway. But yeah, take that aside. You know, okay, they're not like you said. When was when you look at Klitschko? When was Klitschko ever pleasing on the eye to watch as a boxer? Really. Uh, you, you know, think how long he dominated that heavyweight division, like you said. That's, that's, it, that's, it, that's you what know. I'm trying to say. Dominance yeah. and securing your financial future, securing your payday, securing your, your you know, securing the win. Like, it, Klitschko, as much as whatever people can say, he was stiff, he was boring, he didn't do anything exciting. He, he didn't, that's the truth. But did he dominate the heavyweight division for a long, long time? Yes, he did. Did he make a hell of a lot of money? Yes, he did. So, like, I think Joshua has definitely gone, seemed to have turned the corner of going down more that line. Now, that's going to be, I feel, that sort of a tactic 
it's going to be very difficult to execute against someone as good as Usyk. With... I was going to say, I mean, do you? I think that's what I was trying to sort of get at. I mean, I see Anthony Joshua as an all-round better equipped fighter now than before because, like I said, we've seen two different styles to Anthony Joshua. Now we saw the second Ruiz fight, you know how he fought that behind the jab, as you said, you know he moved well, he did what he needed to. And then we saw, obviously, last time out against Pulev, we saw that the spite is still there. He's still aggressive when he needs to be, you know, on that front foot. So we've saw now that he's, he's an all-round better fighter, better equipped fighter, I would say. But, I mean, the approach... In the... Tom, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm right in saying this. Are we likely to see the approach that he had against Andy Ruiz in our second fight? Because I don't think we will, because, as we no. said, how good... A boxer, you know, how good he is on his feet, Alexander Uzek. He's a southpaw. It'd be difficult to adopt that approach, I think, against Uzek, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd see this. Yeah, I think the, I think this is the thing as well. Obviously, obviously, Joshua's camp would have a definite plan in their mind, definite, uh, you know, pro, like process of attack. How they're going to train? How they're going to? How they're going to execute the plan? They'll have, they'll be confident of it. But in my head, thinking about the fight. There's more questions about how Joshua fights Usyk than how Usyk fights Joshua, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah. I feel like Usyk will have a definite. This is how I'm going to do it, and mm. I think this is how I'm going to do it, and 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 have a real, have a real, uh, you know, tactical approach to his training of how he's going to execute that plan. How's Joshua going to deal with Usyk? I, what plan do you come out with? Do you come out with and try and blow him out because he's the smaller guy? Do you come out and try and stamp your authority? Do you come out and, like you said, be safe and try and stick and stick it, stick the jab in his face and make him try and get around it? Or you know, it. I feel like there's more questions. Obviously, this is what this is what this is what Josh. You know, this is what's gonna. You've got to go out and be confident in what you're doing, haven't you? You've got to go out and deliver your plan and and get and execute that and make sure the fight. The other guy ad- adapts to you rather than you adapt yeah. to them. But yeah. I think that's what I'm getting at. I think Usyk can adapt and still and still perform extremely well. I don't know that Joshua has the same ability. I'm probably being a bit harsh on Joshua. I don't mean to be hating. He's a phenomenal. He's a great, great fighter, and mm. he's done extremely well. And he's you know he he is obviously very, very, very good. But it's just that 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 natural flow and the, I think it's the, the, the flow and the movement and the, the the sort of tactical sort of genius that Usyk's got I don't feel that I suppose boxing IQ is what I'm getting at really and mm. I don't know that Joshua's got that same ability and so is he is he adaptable to beat someone like Usyk I, I mean of course he can and of course I hope he does be, win but I feel like it's a very difficult fight I feel mm. I I really really do feel like it's a difficult fight. I feel like it's gonna be a difficult fight to look good in anyway as well. Yeah, I, I, you know, I either either <laughs> one. I don't think Usyk's gonna look particularly if he he comes through and wins. You know, is he gonna Scott, win? Scott is, Tom. Scott is, said is he, the Tom. He, he thinks yeah, I mean. he thinks it's gonna be a stinker. Scott said he, he said yeah. he generally thinks it could be as you know as. As boring as that sounds, and that's not what people want to hear when you say on the fight. But he said it could potentially be a stinker on the eye. He said it could generally yeah. go like that because and because of the reasons you've just said there. Well, 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 I tend to I tend to think yeah, the that that he's right. Really, you know, they're both going to be very safety first on the on the approach because they're both going to 
think I don't want to get knocked out. Do you know what I mean? But mm. they've got to find a way to get over the line and win. So, yeah, I, don't, I, th- I think it, it'll be exciting and it'll be interesting. But will it be... It'll be exciting from a boxing fan's perspective, as in, you know, ta- like, you know, tactical, you know, are they going to be able to manage to execute a plan? Are they going to manage to do it, you know, what they're doing? But is it going to be coming out, all guns blazing, knocking bells of each other? Definitely mm. not. You know what I mean? Definitely not. And I don't, uh, so it's, it's, an, it's intriguing. It's a really intriguing, intriguing fight. And it'll be intriguing to see how it unfolds on a night, I think. And like you said, the odds, if they change, if they go up, down, that, you know, because like you said, rightly so, Joshua's going to be the favourite and he should be. He's mm. the bigger guy. He's the heavyweight champion. He's got all the belts. It's in his own turf and all that. So I think, you know, he rightfully so should be the favourite. But are they going to narrow up? Are the odds going to change? Are they going to widen? They, but you know what's going to... And, and it'll be interesting to see which way that sort of got that, that swings on the approach to the fight and watch the press and the build-up to the fight as well. They're both very mm. respectful guys. But to, you, there's sometimes some inklings you can get of someone's a bit more unsettled than the other. And, you know, that could be a telltale sign. Like, look at look, look at Joshua and the Ruiz fight. There was telltale signs there in that before that fight, you know. Are we are we looking forward to uh, speaking of build ups and things and you know sort of getting heads and things before the fight? Are we looking forward to um, Alexander Uzek doing his uh, his voice? Shall I do the voice or is it going to be a bit embarrassing? I don't know. Anthony, it's going to be sort of long like that, isn't it? Because do you remember <laughs> Derek? Do you remember he was doing the Derek voice? That was brilliant. That was in a build up that fight. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Derek? You said when he, I was, that was brilliant. That was in our build-up. <laughs> I'm very feel. I'm very feel. I, I very feel. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah. a character as well. Is he? I really do. Yeah. I really like Uzik. He is a character as well, which is which is obviously great <laughs> for the sport. I, I um, like this. I like this thing he did in the uh, the Euros. <laughs> he did Ukraine are the champions. Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, a way to get the whole of the of the of the nation biting like that. What well, that was, class. <laughs> yeah. No, he is. Um, he is certainly a character. He really is. Um, last thing I want to say, obviously, on from Uzik's um side of things, is uh, I mean, obviously, his intentions and his long term targets would of course be to follow the same path of greatness as the real deal of Under Holyfield. I mean. He once reigned as undisputed of both cruiserweight and heavyweight. I mean, it would be some some achievement, wouldn't it? I mean, it's a long way to go. Two or three very, very tough fights before achieving that, starting on the 25th against Anthony Joshua, who many regard as a man in the division. But it would just be some, some achievement, wouldn't it, to see a second person be undisputed of both cruiserweight and heavyweight, wouldn't it, Tom? Yeah, oh, absolutely unbelievable. If, I, think if, I think if he manages to achieve... Achieve that feat. I'd go as far as to say it's it's bigger than when Holyfield did it. Is it you because? Know, so, of, what, what? Just explain that, Tom. I, I, I'm I'm going with you, because, but just explain that, mate. It's because of the size difference now in compared to back then. I mean, listen. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from when Holyfield did it. It is a phenomenal, unbelievable achievement that God I could only dream of doing. But like, yeah, you know, when Holyfield uh, did it, the 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 size difference between cruiser and heavy, although there was a size difference, it wasn't you know the average heavyweight is probably six three six four, whereas yeah. 
and and the, and the span the top guys as well. They were that sort of size, six two, six three, six four. It what we didn't have the same size athlete that we have now. We've got mm. six foot six, six foot eight, six foot nine. They're monsters, and, isn't they? They're monsters. And monsters and they're athletes. And I do feel that that's a big that's a big difference in the game we've got now. Like that heavyweight division, it it it's a colossal jump for anyone from cruiserweight to go up to. You know, I mean, David David Haye was a big cruiser at six mm. foot three and a big, big punching cruiserweight as well. Obviously, he had the power at heavyweight as well, but yeah, he was never, ever, ever considered. Like, he was a small heavyweight, mm. you know? Um, and so if Usyk achieves defeat now at this, and, uh, at, this, at, this, uh, at this stage and becomes unified and all, you know, at heavyweight, if he managed, if he managed to do that, which is a... He, it's such a hard thing for him to do from where, from the weight, the, from the size, who he's got to beat as well to, in order to do that. Like, it's, it's a colossal feat to achieve that. But yeah, because obviously, it, like, the likelihood is to, to achieve that feat of what I just mentioned about Holyfield and being only the second man to do that, he's obviously got to beat the two main men in the division, Anthony Joshua to unify the division and then obviously you know he's, he's got to go on then and be the Tyson Fury as well to and I, I'm to sure there'll be just I'm sure there'll be I'm sure there'll be rematch clauses do you know what I mean oh, so yeah yeah don't doubt it's it a yeah. long procedure to get to get to that stage and to achieve that which which gives which again gives even more credit to Holyfield mm. to, to do to be able to even do it to be able to even get there and do it like it's it's like it's incredible but like so yeah, sure. If it, it, yeah, if uh, well, that is that's the right word. If he managed to do it, it would be special. And I don't, I think it's a feat that I don't think would we'd, 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 we'd have we'd have seen really. And I feel it would have mm. to be it would have to be acknowledged and recognised as being you know as being the uh, the ultimate. Like I, I don't see that anyone would have achieved anything like that previous. Yeah. Really, I mean, I might be over bigging up the heavyweights now, but I really do think that uh, okay. Are they the best heavyweights the world's ever seen? No, mm. like they're good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm that's by no. I'm not diminishing the fact that Tyson Fury's heavyweight world champion undefeated. I'm not, or Andy Joshua's heavyweight world champion. I'm not diminishing that fact. What I mean is, like, are they the best in terms of, you know, are they the most exciting? Are they, but are they incredibly hard to beat? Yeah, like I feel like both to beat both of those men. That's next. That's extremely, extremely difficult. Like, they're, they're yeah. so hard, it's so hard to beat. Not necessarily to like, you know, that they, they might beat you, but they might not do as much damage to you as like previous heavyweights in previous eras, or they might not be as dangerous, or they might not be as exciting. But they are so difficult to beat because they're so good at their game. And so, if you manage to achieve that, you know, you need to people need to recognise really and. And I feel like they, I feel like they would. I feel like they would. I mean, yeah. the, the UK wouldn't like him very much, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, Tom. I agree with you, mate. And it, obviously, you know, we're in this position because of you know mandatory statuses and mandatory duties that needed to be fulfilled. Obviously, music was mandatory for the WBO. Right, you saw one did his shot. The chance came along, and he's got that opportunity. And for the winner of this as well, um, this fight, Uzik Joshua, we could see similar mandatory duties that need to be fulfilled, which brings us nicely on to this weekend, really, Tom. 
Um, Joe Joyce is back in the ring headlining this weekend's Frank Warren show in a big fight. Uh, big stakes against the tough, tough, experienced Frenchman Carlos Takam. And, you know, I think it's a challenging testing and, and ballsy fight, in my opinion. I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts on this one this weekend, Tom? Do you, do I you think, think it's I a think, ballsy fight for, jo- for Joyce? I think, yeah, I think you've got that right. I think you've got that 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 assessment of it right, really. I can't... Uh... I think it's a like you said, it's a big, big risk, big, big, big risk for him to take the position he's in, um, in the in the statuses and all the rest of mandatory statuses and things. Takam is no slouch, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He's a tough, tough guy, as well. He, you know, tough, that. hard man. Going to give you a hell of a night's work. Like, it's, like it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard night, hard night's work. Mm. Um, do I think he can? He'll, 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 he'll get over the line and he'll win and. Yeah, I do. But do I think it's going to be smooth sailing? Definitely not. I think it's going to be hard. There's going to be moments in the fight where, you know, potentially going to be in it. We're going to see him under a... Li- and it's going to answer even more questions about about Joyce. But, like... Um, but, yeah, it's a hard fight, man. It's, like, it's a hard fight. It's a good fight. The only thing I will say is it's a bit... I don't feel a huge amount of excitement in terms of like like this is gonna I don't know if it's gonna sound disrespectful but in the way Joyce throws his punches and and works mm. it's not the most attractive and it's not the most free flowing and fast is it <laughs> no I, I, I get I get what you're saying but then you, is that get, is that also in the same sentence what's most effective about him? Oh well it's well that's what I'm trying to say. He's it's incredibly yeah. effective. It's incredibly yeah, effective. Yeah. Um but I don't feel that Takam's particularly, particularly exciting and smooth, you know, is what him himself. So, mm. you know, what it that's my only worry. That is it going to be? Is it going to be particularly eye appeal? You know, appealing to the eye. Um, you know, it's, it's what, probably it's probably not, Tom. I get I get totally what you're saying. I mean, I personally, I I pick Joe Joyce to win, and I think he will come through. I think it's too much a stake, you know, and. He's he's got himself into that position now in just which I'm gonna come on to in a minute, which is quite remarkable really. You know, he's right on the cusp yeah, of a yeah. of a world title shot. Um so I expect him to come through. I think he does win it, but I can see like Scott asked me earlier, he said, Well, do you think Joe Joyce is gonna stop Carlos Takam? And I said, Do you know what I, I Takam is all right, he's forty years old, he's got a lot of miles on the clock, but he's he's still in unreal shape for a forty year old. And he's a tough, tough guy. So I can see like maybe a Joe Joyce win on points, and like you said, I know we're trying to sell the fight, you know, and you know we're going to sit there and watch it, have a couple of beers for it or whatever. But is it going to be the most exciting on the eye? You know, I think I got to agree with you, Tom. It's probably in all like likelihood not going to be. So yeah, I get what you're saying, mate. Definitely. I, t- I, I yeah, I think like like you said, I think Joe Joyce. I do think Joe Joyce will come through. I do think he'll come through and win, and you know he'll maintain his position position where he is. Will he at the end of it get more fans through doing it? You know, that's the question. Will he be yeah. more appealing to people to say, Do you know what? Don't want to see Joshua Fury or don't want to see I wanna see because he's gotta make himself as he's gotta make himself appealing to the public to just wanna watch him versus everybody else. That's what that's what he's gotta try and achieve. And it's gonna it's yeah. gonna be hard it's gonna be hard to do that against Takam. That's what I'm trying to say. He's He's got a hard night to make himself look really good and still beat and beat him as well. 
you know I, think, what I, mean? I think it's I think it's the most credible name that he'll have. He'll have that oh, sort of yeah, respectable, yeah. credible name then on his on his resume because if you think of it, obviously Takam, he's you know he's fought Danny Joshua and lost the unified titles. Um, he's fought Povetkin, he's fought Joseph Parker, Derek Chisora, you know. So he's been around the box, so and he's a respectable. Everybody respects Carlos Takam in in the heavyweight division. They they know fully what they get in with him. So I think it's a win-win in that sense for Joe Joyce. Whereas, you know, in his thirteenth fight, it'll be the first name really, without being disrespectful to the other names. At the moment, we're probably looking out of the twelve pro fights that Joe Joyce has had, the best win on his resume is probably. Would you say Daniel Dubois? Would you Would you say that? Yeah, yeah, you've got to go. You've got to go with that one. You've got to say that one. It's the biggest, the biggest fight and the most at stake to be in that fight, and he won that fight. So. That, and he's that, and he's still really an, an up and coming fighter, isn't he? Do, do you know yeah, what I mean, Tom? So yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the sense of having a Car- Carlos Takam on your resume, it's definitely one where you know, you know, when you look at the resumes and you think, oh well, you know, he fought, he's beat Carlos Takam. That, that's a good win. That it's a solid win. That is, and that's the type of win then that you think, right? Well, yeah, he's, he is very close to world level. He's he's very close now to fighting for a world title. Do you, do you get what I'm saying, Tom? I think it will be yeah, in that it's sense, a problem. You know, right? Proper like is it a lot of the ledger like uh, you know it's a real it's a real it's a you know we can really see what you know him at him at that level like he gets past yeah. tackle and he gets past tackle in style he deserves a world title shot you know that yeah. that's fair to say, that's fair to say then and uh, and so you know I mean I hope he does and I hope he does I hope he does does come through in style I think what you touched on earlier like about even though he's 40, he's got a lot of miles on the clock. Look, he's still... <laughs> Oilo, the way he talks, Takam talks, there's still a lot of hunger in him. He still feels he won fights and he was missing the hard, hard done by. He wants to achieve. He wants to win. You know, so that there is... That's still... He's still dangerous. He still knows he's got life in the life in his legs. He's not talking about the, you know, paydays and fighting yeah. people. You know, he, he has got... You know, there's there's life in the old dog yet. <laughs> that, that's that's something I love about Carlos Tack. Like you say, he always comes to fight and he always believes he can win. You know, he fully expects that he's going to beat Joe Joyce on the weekend. You know, most 40 year olds, but probably Alexander Povetkin because he was another one, wasn't he? He's a bit of a nut there, you know, even a 40 yeah. knows that he can beat anyone. Well, thinks he could beat anyone. Carlos Tack, um, he generally thinks, right, I'm going to beat now Joe Joyce on the weekend. And then I'm back in position then to fight Anthony Joshua again. Or who's it? You know, so he generally believes that. And I've, I, I've been lucky enough to interview caught up with him. It, it was a hard interview, to be honest with you, because he doesn't speak a lot of English, does he? But <laughs> it, was, it was a pleasure, you know, speaking to him. And he said to me in the interview, and, and it, it sort of coincides with what you said, but then now he said, he said, Carlos Takam will be world champion, he said. He, he genuinely believes, like you said, that hunger is there. That he is going to be a world champion, so you know, give give the guy his props. He's in there. He's hungry. He's tough, and he's in fantastic shape for forty years old. So Joe Joyce cannot underestimate what is in front of him. Tom, can he? That's that's fair to say, isn't it? Yeah, no, not at all. Like not at all. I think I think you know everything we've, everything we've said has kind of highlighted that fact that he's, he's in for a hard night and. And uh, if he doesn't get it right, he gets beat. That mm. that's the fact. That is with this fight. If he doesn't get it right, he he can get beat in this fight. So he has to be on his game, hundred hundred percent, and and deliver a top performance to get well, past Saka. What do you see as a 
Joe Joyce's strengths, Tom, I, I sort of highlighted. I mean, I, I get what you're saying about the style and looking at it. Yeah, yeah. It's not the most attractive, but I think his engine and the output of punches that he's got is, for the size that he is, is phenomenal, i got to be honest. And he's he's got a pretty decent chin as well. I think he can take a good whack. Like yeah, he's, he's a tough he's a tough guy. He's, a, he's fit, tough. He's very strong. Very, very strong and durable. Like... I don't mean durable and takes a lot of punishment, but like he his his shape when he fights. If you look at this, he doesn't his shape don't change. He doesn't lose his shape. He doesn't get raggedy. He keeps he maintains he maintains that 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 form throughout the whole fight, which is that completely down to his condition and he, and he, and his uh and for like you said, for a big guy uh, to be doing that, and you know he's he's pretty agile as well for the size of him and for the strength yeah. of him and all that. Like, does what's yeah. it capoeira flips and that lot like <laughs> you know yeah that that movie does at the end mate like yeah said, that's, no, that, that's, no, that's that's pretty you know if anybody anybody's able to do that 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 weight that size they're 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 however much they don't look that athletic in the sense they fight now i don't mean to be disrespecting but do you get what i'm saying by that yeah yeah they're of course, obviously yeah. incredibly athletic he's obviously got there's so I feel that he has he has a good tactical approach to fights for all the attributes that he's got for all the good attributes that he's got he delivers them in the right way in a fight and that mm-hmm. gives him a, a, a better perform that gives him a better performance you know that uh, and gets him over the line and so he knows how to fight for his style to get him over the line and I think that's the important thing. And I tell you what's interesting as well. So we we talked about obviously Carlos Tarkham's age. I mean, let's not forget that Joe is thirty five himself. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. one of these. He's one of these fighters. We know he had such a decorated amateur background, you know, silver medalist at the Olympics. He decided he made the decision to turn pro late. But I mean, in just twelve fights, he's undefeated. He's the British and Commonwealth champion, European champion as well. I mean, it's impressive, Tom. And he's you know he's he's moved quick. But he's had to move quick, hasn't he, Tom, if that makes sense? I mean, when you make a decision to turn pro that late, especially a heavyweight as well, I think it's fair to say, he's had to move as quick as what he has, you know, to be on the cusp of a world title shot now after just 12 fights, isn't he, Tom? Yeah, 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 undoubtedly. Like, he had to move fast with, with his age and all the rest of it. But you say that about the age of heavyweight. I think that that is the weight. That is the way the way you can be older. You can be older and be a heavyweight. Mm. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, maybe not so much. Like we said, the game's changed. Maybe not so much anymore. But you, you like back in it. That was the that was the weight that you'd sort of you'd move up to when you're older and you've you know making the weight. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. A well, bit... I, I think I think Alexander Povetkin's a perfect example of. I mean, he knocked out Dillian White, who was regarded well. He was WBC mandatory. And Alexander, Alexander Povetkin knocked him out, you know. So, like you said, I think that's a fair point, Tom. I stand corrected there. I mean, that's, that's a good point you make again. I think, I think, look, and power, power and strength are the last things to go in terms yeah. of your your genetic makeups. They're the last things to you. The last things you lose if you've got that natural power. Like, I'm not being funny. Look at Mike Tyson. I know I'm, I'm not going to go down the the whole. Mike Tyson coming back, exhibitions and all the rest of it. But the geezer can still bang. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. what, 50, 55, nearly 60? He, you know, and undoubtedly, so you, the last thing you lose is power. So if you're going to do something late, it's going to be a heavyweight, in, 
that from my perspective. But the other mm. thing I would say is on Joyce turning pro late, he has gained an enormous amount of experience, tactical, tactical, educational approaches to fights and training and regimes and all the rest of it for his time in GB, through going around the world, sparring different people. He's done his learning. He's 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 done. Obviously, he's been extremely successful as an amateur as well. But he's used it to, to the absolute maximum possible he could to learn. And 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 so, really, did he need loads of fights as a pro to learn? Well, I was, was going to say, could you could you could you even argue that he's learned more from doing what you've just said there than if he had say I don't know, say he was twenty and oh now and he. Knocked out, I don't know, fifteen journeymen without being disrespectful. If he knocked out fifteen journeymen, could you argue that, you know, he's in what you've just told me there, Tom? What he's done, you know, with the GB team, etc., and his amateur days, and you know, turning pro so late. Could you argue that it's actually maybe more of a benefit to him to do it that way? I I would say so. I would yeah. I I would say so. Particularly when you look at who, particularly when you look at who's been heavyweight champion, who's been the best heavyweights in Britain, who's been heavyweight world champion at the times when he was on, you know, you know, you're talking, if he turned pro then, he'd have been just, it wouldn't have been a big deal. It, you know, do, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, yeah. You're dealing with, the, whereas now, he launched himself at the right time. He's had, he's gained a, a massive amount of experience. He's also, in the background of being an amateur, he's gone around, he's spoken to a lot of different people. You know, mm. David Hayes, He's, he's well known on a scene around managers and trainers and promoters and abroad with different, he's been, been to different places, sparring all the rest of it, you know. So I think, you know, what, he went, he's been in a Golovkin's company over in yeah, Big Bear. Yeah, yeah, that's right, up in Big Bear, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, spent he, some time up there, didn't he? He has gained such a wealth of experience in his, in, in his years in the amateurs and obviously the early years of the pros. It, like you said, Going in there, banging out, knocking out ten or ten or eleven journeymen in in uh, inside of a few rounds. What do you learn off that? That you can hit hard. You know you can hit hard anyway. So I feel like yeah, definitely the the, the years the years that he was doing what he was doing, and he's done it the right way. He's uh, he's obviously extremely switched on to how he's gone about his business, how he's gonna how he's approached the game. And and he's and he's gained and he's and he's and he is rewarded him. And uh, yeah, I I think like like you said, Tommy, you know, it's 12, 12 pro fights he's had, but he carries a lot more experience than just twelve pro fights, doesn't he? You know, that's that's yeah. definitely without a doubt, Tom. You're right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, so go on, ahead, Tom. I'm gonna I'm gonna push you. Uh, just tell us how do, how do you see the fight going? Do you, are you with me? Are you siding with you? You expect Joe to come through in a tough fight? Yeah, I expect Joe. I expect Joe Joe's Joe come through. Um, I think it, I go on. I'm, I'm going to put my. I think it'll be. A, I think it'll be quite a wide points decision. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go points as well. Yeah, you know, you know, thinking the big Carlos is going to be stopped. No, no, I, d I don't. I don't see him being stopped. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't. I don't see that. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with points. I think he'll. I think it'd be quite, quite a. I can see it. I can see it being. I can see it being close, but I can see it being quite a what, quite a one-sided, you know, uh, 
scorecard really in terms of for, for Joyce. Um, yeah. Bill, if he gets it right, he'll he'll dominate. But but will he? He'll dominate, but I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll destroy. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. I expect um expect Joe to come through on a quite a wide points decision. To be honest with you, um, right. Last thing I want to ask you just before we move on, Tom, just quickly, I want to. If Joe comes through, as we both are of the same opinion that we think he will, we've said what's awaiting him, you know, a potential fight with um, the winner of AJ Uzek, when that will happen, you know, we've no idea in this day and age, we don't know what's going to happen, obviously with, you know, the Wilder Fury thing that's going on and where Fury comes in the mix, there's so much going on. Anyway, cut the long story short, what I want to ask you is, Joe Joyce, the juggernaut, can he can he beat either AJ or Uzek for you? Yes or no, Tom? And if if so, I mean, stylistically, who do you think maybe matches up better against? I know it's a tough question, Tom, but where, where do you stand with that, mate? Uh, that's a, that is a tough question. Um, do I think he can beat either AJ or Usyk? Uh, not... He's fought Usyk in the amateurs, isn't he? I mean, I know it's different. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not banging you know that drum. I'm saying it, it is different. The amateurs, of course. He lost to Uzik in the amateurs. Um, I think it was about eight years ago. Personally, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't. I, I can't. I can't see it um, that he that at the moment he would beat them. Either mm-hmm. of them. Would he, Would he get? An, do you think he'd get another fight in before that? Then, no, he probably would, wouldn't he? Tommy, you there, mate? Oh, I think we've lost Tommy. Hang on. Let's see if we can get Tommy back. I think we have lost him for a minute. Tom, you still with us, mate? Yeah, I think. Hello? Oh, all right, Tom. Yeah, we lost him for a minute. Yeah, then. I, was... I, was, I was praying then, Tom. I thought... Oh. 45 minutes worth of recording here. Please don't yeah. go now, Tom. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, mate. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm fine, here. mate. Yeah, um, yeah. What was it, what was I saying about um? um about, yeah, you're, you're coming on to obviously, um, yeah. Joe. You said maybe not right now. Would he be you know ready to beat an Anthony Joshua or an Uzek? And you were just just sort of talking about the point you were making, Tom. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think he. I don't think say. Say, look, Usyk beats Joshua and there's a rematch clause, then yes, he'd have to have another fight. But yeah. I think if if it was the other round, if he, if, if he beats Takam, Joshua beats Usyk, he's going to, you know, he's going to put, he's going to push that as fast as he can. He's going to want yeah. that as quick as he can. And so will his promotional team, by the way, because obviously it's Frank Warren. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they work with Fury and they're going to want to do the mega fight because it's more money. But they've got two guys there chomping at the bit to fight Joshua. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? So, so I feel like if, if Joshua comes through against Usyk, they will they will hammer that drum because they'll say, "Well, fight, fight, fight." Uh, you pick which one do you want, <laughs> Fury yeah. or do, do you know what I mean? So he's you have to fight our guy. He's mandatory. One of them at least. Mm. So you know, I, I feel like that would get that would get pushed pushed down the line of being. I don't think you get another fight in before that one. If that happened, but um, do I think he beats him? Do I think it? Do I think he can beat them? Um, I think you. It's it's hard to see at the moment. 
I feel like after Saturday, it deals with Takam. It should deal with Takam in, in, in some style and some fashion. I think it answers a lot more questions about that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's not Takam's not an Usyk or a Joshua, but there's c- comparisons can be drawn up then because they've all fought the same person. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, we can look at, obviously, you look at OEG, dealt with him, and if I remember, um, it wasn't an easy night's work, if I remember, right? It was a bit of an empty fight. Um, so, yeah, like you said, those comparisons could be drawn up then. But I know people want to spot a bit there, Tom, but it was just a, it was just an interesting one I sort of had to ask you. Um, but, yeah, we look forward to it, uh, the big juggernaut back in action this weekend. Um, Tom, just want to quickly, as we always do, we never get too in depth with it, but we just, you know, we we give the the undercard its props, and you know, there's always so many good fighters and good fights and title fights on undercard. So, you know, we always want to give a shout out to the undercard. Um, this one is is the same as an undercard featuring title fights. Um, a good friend of ours, Chris Jenkins, is fighting. He's defending his. Of British course, team. he is. Yeah, he's he's back this weekend, um, yeah, defending yeah, yeah. his British and Commonwealth welterweight titles against Echo. Yeah, Echo Essaman. Um I I'm obviously I I've, I said earlier, me and Scott, we tried to be impartial, right? Then we tried to, you know, not have uh, take any sides and things, but it's difficult, mate. You know when you know so like we know Chris. Yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to Chris yesterday, funny enough, wishing him well for the weekend and um he's a great, great guy, good guy, good family man, Chris, and he's he's a real, real character as well. So, you know, he's Obviously, it's a rearranged bout as well, Tom. I don't know if you knew the inside story. He was obviously he was put back because Chris picked up um, a perforated eardrum in his very last yeah, part of camp yeah. as well. So you know he's, yeah, he's been waiting that. a long time for this. Now he he was linked with fighting Conor Ben during a fight camp as well. That fight didn't didn't materialize. So I know I know Chris is really chomping at a bit for this fight. So I really really hope he I'll be re- rooting for Chris on the weekend. I really hope he can do it. But it's um. It's a, it's a good fight, Tom, isn't it? It's one to look forward to. Yeah, it's a hard fight, that is, mate. Like, do do you know? I I be honest, with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. Know a lot about Essman. Can you tell me a bit? Do you know him well, or? Yeah, well enough, mate. I beat him, and he beat me in the amateurs. Ah, right, right. So he, he he's uh he's good, mate. Like he's good. He... Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm still here, mate. Yeah, yeah still sorry, here. yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, um yeah, he's good for, he's a good fighter. He 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 applies himself very well, uh, tactically to fights. Um he's another one who's gone about his learning like he I think he came to came into boxing quite late really, mm. in the grand scheme of things. I think he was, you know, like a late teenager in, in, in that in that sense, but he learned a hell of a lot and it, he's a he's applied himself like Really well into his to his learning in boxing, so I feel like he uh, he and he's under he's not very known, not very well known. He's gone kind of under the radar, but that yeah. doesn't mean to say he's not like he's ve- he's very good. Like he is very good. I think this is a this is a hard fight. Now, now I know I know Chris Jenkins is, is very good as well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, <sighs> but you think it's a good you think it's a good matchup, Tom? Do you uh, you know? Uh, I think I think it's a I think. I think it's a very good matchup. It's he's he's the mandatory, isn't he? This is the mandatory. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is rightfully, this is rightfully a, like a like a, a level of a mandatory defense. I think this is, you know, if if Chris Jenkins comes through this fight for me, I mean, it won't be this seen as this for everybody else, but 
for me, if Chris Jenkins comes, comes comes through this fight, wins this fight, I feel like it'll be his best win. Really? Ah, oh, good, good, Tom. As you said, I, I, I can't. In, you know, in, ter- I, in terms of, in terms of, in terms of the upper, in terms of his, uh, who he's like, who he's beaten, like yeah. the ability of who he's beat, who he's beaten. Like I know, I know echoes. He 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 carries a lot of there's a lot of ability in in there. He's got a lot of different ways he can fight on the back foot. He can fight on the front foot. He's a bit of an engine. He's got loads. He's got loads of. I mean, I know Chris Jenkins is a bit of an engine as well. He's got a hell of a lot of stamina. I think it'll be an exciting fight, mate. Um, I'm not picking anybody. Yeah, well, I I'm going. I'm gonna have my Chris Jenkins t-shirt on without a doubt, Tom. I'm I'm barking up a man, mate. So yeah, Chris. Chris, if you do listen to this, mate, uh, bring it home, mate. Bring it home. Uh, yeah, Tom, the, the rest of the card as well. We've got um, a WBO European Super Welterweight title fight. Hamza Shiraz, a lot of excitement around him. I know Frank really, really likes him. Expects a good future, big things from him. He's fighting um, S. Here we go with my pronunciations now. Esquiel Guria. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Sorry if I'm not. Um, Chris Bork. WBC International Super Bantamweight title fight against James Beach Jr. And then yeah. also on the card as well, we've got Sam Noakes. Really, really like Sam. Great guy. Um, David Adelaide, heavyweight prospect. Charles Frankham. And there's one more I missed. Oh, we've got the two debuts as well. We've got the debut of George Fox and Michael... Sozinski, I think I'm saying all right, Queensbury promotions debuts as well. So lots to look forward to, really, Tom, on the weekend. Yeah, good card, mate. Yeah, very good card. I, do you know what? I, I completely forgot about you just reminded me of that Chris Jenkins and uh Usman fight. Like that that I think that could still show. Yeah, I I it does. It's got all the makings of being out of nays, like yeah, you said. Yeah. Uh, you know, a real, real one of those fights you look at and you think Show Steve yeah. right there. Show Excite- Exc- excitement wise, I think that one could that one that could that one could steal the show. Like that, that would be a great fight. That's be a great fight to watch. And I obviously, it- I, I, I listen. I, I, I'm, uh, I wish all the best to Chris Jenkins, you know, and all the rest of it. I'm not side him with anybody, but because I know them both. Yeah. But uh, I've, but but I know that Chris Chris is a lovely lad, so I really hope he does well on that. Yeah, definitely. I second that, Tom, hundred percent, mate. Um, Tom, just before we go, have you got any we haven't had it for a few weeks? Langford lets loose, or should we just have a look in at the time now? We haven't got a lot of time left because we no, don't li- like to li- go. If, listen, if you want to hear my rant, mate, I, I, it's, I'm going to go well over, mate, on this uh, right. on a rant. Like I can't, I, I can't, I can't hold this one down. I mean, it, put it this way: it's a, just about a absolutely extraordinarily. Uh, no, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it, mate. Because it, it's all. It was all to do with around that the the England, the England loss. So it's kind of passed by now. The Euro yeah. loss and the way the the uh, disgusting so society, you know, turned on. You know, I. But anyway, you get the picture. Everyone gets the picture. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to go in. <laughs> yeah, right. Instead, then Tom, because we're out of time. Instead, phone me, message me. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, mate. I look forward to it, Tom. Tom, pleasure as always, mate. Um, you have yourself a good weekend with the family, mate. Stay safe, and I'll catch up with you next week. Yeah, nice one, nice one, Kieran. Catch you over the weekend, mate. Yeah, take care. Bye, mate. Bye. Cheers. Bye, bye. 
And thank you as always for listening to this podcast. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Overcast and various other platforms. This has been Southwest Boxing Media Speaks in association with Brixton Streetwear.